Welcome to The Clopin Effect, a retail podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'm your host, Meredith. And I'm your host, Cass. Let's have some fun. Are you ready? Well, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. You absolutely spoiled me. You and Bestie absolutely spoiled me. You surprised like- <laughs> me on Friday. I like how your husband was super pissed that we wouldn't let him pay for dinner. Oh, my he gosh. So He's just not used to no. people paying no, for him. I know. I mean, it bothered him still on Sunday morning. I'm sure it did. And I was like, you're just going to have to deal with it. He went to go mention it again on Sunday. He goes, that was so nice. And Julia's like, nope. Like, we're not going to have this conversation. I think we both just kept making breakfast or something. Like, don't worry about it. So you both come over and Johnny. Yeah. And the family's ready. My family even knew yeah. what was going on. Yeah. And Friday night, and you, you were like, come, come on, over. let's go. Don't we have to leave? Aren't we going like, and you're really like, far away? It down. I kept thinking it was like a cruise in Lake Geneva. Yeah. Even better. You, you were like, no, 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 we just have to go in yeah. town. And I was like, wait, the only cool thing <laughs> in town I was so is an escape room. <laughs> and your face like was like big and you kind of looked back and forth and you were like, did, did you just guess that? Because I can't lie. I'm a terrible liar. No, no. Same. So even if I was like, no, that's not where we're going. <laughs> like I couldn't lie. That's what it would sound like if I said it. And then Bessie's behind you shaking her head. No, like, no, that's not no. it. She's and good. I'm just looking. Somebody, somebody help, help, help me. Yeah. So and you're like, you didn't know, but that was so cool. I have never done one before. I know that was your second time yeah. in a different room. Yes. I mean, um, I did it a long time. I probably did it like four years ago. Wow. That yeah. was cool. We had so much fun. I have a story real quick, but there actually I have two stories. <laughs> the first story is I was telling Steven about it. And I, so I'm telling him about this escape room and he's like, Oh, is that the place across from like Sherwin Williams where dad used to pick up paint? And I go, yeah, it's that same place. Yeah. He goes, I went there in high school. We did it as like a team building oh. for improv or whatever and then he goes yeah we had to like he said something about being like on a theater or in a theater I said oh we were backstage and he goes I did the same (gasps) one did he get out and they got out really within an hour (sighs) smart young adults yeah I couldn't believe it we ran out of time and they were like I Do felt you like want more time? I felt like we were only halfway through, and truly we were only yes. about halfway through. So they allowed us an hour and 48 minutes? <laughs> yeah, I think so. But we, we, we did have some lulls, which I thought was kind right. of weird because very smart people. There was, what, six or seven of us? Yeah. All with different backgrounds, all that could figure yeah. this out. And somehow we went into these lulls. We just didn't know what to do next. We didn't next. know what to do next. They would yeah. give us a hint, and all of us would look at the iPad like, means nothing, <laughs> means nothing. <laughs> My second story is we were at like an hour and 46 minutes and they have a puzzle. I'm not going to mention it. Yeah. Go there. It's called Twisted Limits in McHenry. They have a puzzle at the end and you have to figure it out. Right. Right. And to put in a code to, to crack the case. Right. right? And so Johnny, my husband is looking at all these different, (laughs) like this board. And he was like, he's doing the math on it. Cause you have to do math. And you and I walked away. I, we're I like, we away. don't do math. I'm the reader. That's why I yeah. married a math person. Well, I actually I'm do math, reader. but like hearing him talk and then, and then Bestie was talking yes. and you know, they were figuring it out too. I had to walk away. It was yes. just too many numbers. So he's going 21, nine, seven. And I'm just like, he, in my mind, I'm like, he, what is he doing? He ain't going to figure this out. And he looks over and he goes, try two. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the first part of the code. 
And sure as shit, it worked. It worked. He knew it. He got it. He, he got it. He saved us. He came in clutch. He, he saved said whatever all. the code was. And I'm just like, yeah, right. Yeah. Beep. It yeah. opened. opened. We went over to the other yep. room. And I yep. was like, you've got to be kidding we me. We got out. Yeah. I was so impressed. So my favorite part of that night was about halfway through. Yeah. When we were just about to run out of time. <laughs> <laughs> we, can't even, we can't even talk about it because it's so funny. So the guys gave up, right? Yeah, they gave up. They were, they were like, like, we're sitting down. We're going to let you guys figure this out. We had enough. Hi, Hi Drew. Drew. <laughs> Drew's here. We started without you, Drew. We're telling a very funny story. We're so hold on, and then we're going to introduce you. Yeah, go ahead. Let's Take a seat. Yay! We're going to so. have him finish this story real quick. <laughs> so the guys are sitting in there, and we're in the other room, so we can see on the camera that they're just sitting there chit-chatting, right? Yeah, right. So we went to dinner afterwards, right? And in the car, on the way to dinner, your husband said, oh, man, I farted while we were in there. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's close quarters. <laughs> it there's four rooms, but it's you're you're pretty like you're, you're next to each other. You're real close. It is definitely and he team goes, and family building. And Johnny said to me, "Did you fart?" And he goes, "And I lied." And, and I, I said, said "No." no. <laughs> so here we're all thinking that he smelled it, right? Right. So later, after we got home from dinner, because when did you tell us that story? I probably told you when we went out okay. after we dropped the guys so it off. Must have been on the Friday. next day. It all must right. have been the next day. I say because you already Johnny, knew the story. Yeah. I say to Johnny, I said, so Steve farted, huh? And he goes, yeah, you know, I thought it was just a theater chair making noise. So I asked him if he farted and he said no. He never smelled it. He oh, heard something. That is so- he goes, and it was freaking loud. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. So I started laughing and I was like, he thought you smelled it. That's why you knew. And then he felt bad that he lied to you. Like, why did I lie about farting? <laughs> Later on, because he later on he's not a liar as well. So he told him no, and then they were doing something else with like a combination. Yeah. And he goes, "Well, Johnny, you didn't like the smell of that fart." And Johnny just started laughing while Drew was here. Hi, Drew. <laughs> Hello. We're gonna put it on pause so that you can get all situated. So yeah, we'll be yeah, right back. I can back. explain you all the cool, fun presents I brought. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I thought your car would be a lot cleaner now that you don't work at my job anymore. Is it I mean, still messy? It, it is cleaner, but I would not go so far as to say it's clean. Yeah, I have the uh, crumply ASMR in the background for everybody. Because um, what, what podcast is complete without that, you know? So. so Drew brought treats. He brought lots of presents. Because unlike certain people from like pasta places, I show up with food. <laughs> Poor Craig, he's never going to live that he's one down. He's never going to live it down. <laughs> Um, so what did you bring us? So first and foremost, uh, because I was I follow this really cool page on Facebook called The Clopin Effect oh, Retail yeah. Podcast. I'll have to check and, it out. And they were talking about how this week on their podcast they were going to talk about Halloween around the world. Mm-hmm. And so I figured we we couldn't talk about Halloween without bringing up Dia de los Muertos, which is what's kind of on par for Halloween in a lot of Mexican culture. And so a thing that's very common is they have a thing called Panda Muerto. It literally means bread of the dead. Oh. And in Pan de Muerto, traditional. So I stopped at a bakery on the way here, but they don't have it yet. I don't know if they're just oh. out today or they just oh. don't have it quite yet early, this early pre. Because on, theirs isn't October 31st. Theirs is November 1st and 2nd. Oh, okay. So it's off a little bit. It lines up with All Saints and All Souls Day, which blends really well to like Mexican Catholic tradition. Okay. Um, But in, in a true Pan de Muerto, the bread is actually shaped like a human with their arms crossed in front of them. Stop. Yeah, which is why it's called Bread of the Dead, right? Okay. Um, But it, it's... 
this is a pretty similar to what it would be like. It's a very yeah. sweet bread with a lot of that sugar on yeah. it. Um, it's just very common. So if you want to try some, that's more or less what pan de muerto would taste like. It looks like it's like rolled up too. Yeah. So that's not normal for pan de muerto, but this is just the closest I could get that they had in stock at the moment. That's sugary. Yes. It? It's, it's very, very sugary. Like it's, it's a mm-hmm. very, very sweet bread. It's good though. But it's it got is, lots of layers, like a yeah. croissant almost, but like denser. I, at first, I thought it was a croissant when he pulled it out of the bag. Oh, no, mm-hmm. that, that one's mildly croissant Yeah, that is. Again, yeah. I like genuinely have no idea what that filling is, and my Spanish wasn't good enough to understand her when she asked me, or when I asked and she answered. <laughs> so I don't know what's in there, so I'm going to find that out she later. She answered you, and you were like, mm, yeah, okay, So what I'll do you think one. the pink is? <laughs> so it kind of looks like a croissant, sort of. They're a little it's, bit it's longer. It's just a colored sugar. And it's yeah. just a colored yep. sugar, okay. Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. It's just colored sugar that they put on it. Mm. Yeah. Wow, amazing. But it, it's really, really good, and so... Um, the way it works is they don't, from everything I've ever researched, I'd like to point out, I was not born and raised in Mexico. This is all stuff I've had to study from learning Spanish. You learn about the culture of right. mm-hmm. countries that speak Spanish. Um, and so in, in Dides Muertos, it's not about sadness of death. It's about rejoicing in the life that they don't mm-hmm. view life as ending when you die. You simply have life in a new world mm-hmm. in, the, in the next world. Yeah. And so you'll see things very often where it's, Death is present, but not overwhelming. Yeah. Um, so you'll see a lot of skeletons about doing just normal human things. I was talking to my mom on the way here about, um, like, you'll see, like, a mariachi band, but they're all skeletons because yes. just, they're still doing the same thing in the right. next life. Right, Um There's a movie that came out on Disney a couple years ago. Fantastic movie. Does a really great job of kind of going over a lot of the highlights about what it is like. One of the weirdest things from an American perspective is, would you... On Halloween night, let's say, we'll, we'll make it Americanized. October 31st, would you like to, you and your husband, your whole family, you're going to go to a cemetery and just eat dinner in the graveyard. Yeah, that's kind of a little, little weird. But that's me. what, that, that's normal for them. They'll set up these right. altars oh, called yeah. ofrendas mm-hmm. yeah. and they'll put like, uh, like a lot of pictures of all their deceased. Typically it's either at the most recently deceased or like if it was a big patriarch or matriarch or the family, they'll do that, you know, like just like a real cornerstone what was of the that family. Movie? The movie's called Coco. Yeah. It was really, like really movie. great because they, they yeah. showed the ofrendas. They showed all about the marigolds that they decorate these huge ofrendas. Yeah. Um, and you literally would just eat dinner in the cemetery because you're having a family dinner. Yeah. And that's where they are. So you just eat dinner with your family. But when you grow up where that's the norm, it, yeah. it because death isn't sad. Death is, I mean, when a person dies, you are sad because you miss them, but you're not overwhelmingly sad because there's the next life after right. and that's where they kind of put a lot of the emphasis on that and so it's it's a fantastic tradition so i wanted to try to stop at a bakery pick up some some little sweet pan de muerto to bring in but i have a near approximation of it and i just can't look at a four, four or five inch cookie without getting I it know. those cookies are amazing i'm a six foot four child Is that, so. so did you stop at the one on 120 no, Green Street. Oh, it's okay. like right by the the movie theater downtown. I've went to the one on 120 by the Salvation Army and Tacos El Norte. There's one La Michoacana. Yes, I've been there. They have some similar items. Mm-hmm. Mm. A lot of it's pretty yeah common across yeah. it. But just this is the one I've always gone to for Pan de Muerto. Yeah. Uh, La Michoacana is the one I always go to for. Um, I always like their custards and like not the custard, they like their the frozen custard cream. ice cream stuff. Yeah. So good. I was at one in Woodstock. I was on the square at the Opera House and 
I went out for drinks afterwards. I'm like, well, I need to waste some time before I can drive. So we went there, and they have a Tres Leches ice cream. Ooh, oh, it's so good. That sounds good. Oh, it's so good. Delicious. So now we're going to flip to England because they don't celebrate the <laughs> they life don't celebrate. after. Oh. Um, on the evening of November 5th. Oh, their Halloween is late, too. This is from History.com or Droogle. Droogle. <laughs> have you heard of this? This is called Guy... Oh, Guy Fox, Fox Day. Day is remember, remember the fifth of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. Though I know yep. of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. No, I'm not Drugal. What are you oh talking about? Oh my God, he knows everything. Haven't you ever seen V for Vendetta? So it's actually I have V for Vendetta but is I've about never Guy Fox. Seen all of it, like I've seen parts of it. I know it's bad. So it's I knew it's better to than commemorate. To ask her if yeah. she's seen a movie, the execution of the notorious guy. Mm-hmm. Wait, so because he was um, the notorious English traitor. Yes. But was he a traitor? I believe so. He was trying to like blow up the House of Parliament. Okay, but was he a traitor? I mean, <laughs> we just dumped tea in the ocean. We didn't have to blow up Parliament, you know? So where Mexico celebrates fun stuff with candy, pictures, bread, and smiley face cookies. Well, the smiley yeah. face cookies aren't. That's not Dito de Muertos. That's called Drew like smiley face it cookies. It's a little bit different. So what do they do? They still go trick-or-treating though? I don't think so. Are they celebrating him? They are not celebrating him. They are not celebrating him. In (laughs) Ireland, someone give me their best. Ireland, they eat potatoes? Someone give me their best. uh, uh, Brilliant. You knew what I was talking about. (laughs) Oh, I knew you meant accent. I just was not going to offend an entire country. I was waiting for like someone to give me a song or whatever. Oh, it's Peter O'Toole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm the lucky leprechaun. They always after me lucky charms. All right. That's St. Patrick's Day. So this is Halloween. It's celebrated much like the U.S. Okay. So they still go trick-or-treating. And you probably get potatoes instead of apples. Yeah, they have many games that they play, including Snap Apple. It's a game in which an apple on a string is tied to the doorframe or a tree and players attempt to bite the hanging apple. So what is that other one in the bucket? Bobbing, Bobbing for apples. Bobbing for apples. <laughs> they don't do that in Ireland. We used to do that when I was a young lad at. Um, lad at? I believe that's called a lass. <laughs> lad at. No, I was very tomboyish. I'm going to yeah. say lad at. A lad see. Um, so have you heard of Barnbrock? Barnbrock? It's a kind of fruitcake that can be bought in stores or baked at home in Ireland, and that's their traditional food that they eat. Did you bring any of that? I did not bring uh, fruitcake. <laughs> no, that's a Christmas thing. We'll have fruitcake at Christmas. And well, that is the only countries that History.com gave me. Stop it. No, yeah. Nowhere else celebrates? Now, well, I think I they would. do. That's just the only ones that they gave us for now. I, I was trying to do a little bit of research, and then I went to work this morning, so I ran out of time. Hey, but, talking about work. Yeah, because you don't work with me no mo. No, I, I uh, wisened up on that one. Ditched out on us. I I'm know. like, wait, I I, I, know. I, I still remember it was, I finished uh, the first week at my new job and I called up someone from that company and I was like, oh my gosh, I just went an entire week on one tank of gas. Oh my God. Oh, wow. I was, I I was up filling up three times today. a week. Yeah. How many miles yeah. do you have on your car? Oh gosh, I don't even know anymore. It's a lot, right? Well, cause like my car is a, uh, Janky. Janky. <laughs> um, so it was fine until I hit a raccoon, and so now I have some oh, error messages. But that was yeah. like years ago. So it won't show me my mileage as I'm driving. Oh. And I just can't be bothered to fix it because, yeah. like, that's not that important. Right. Um, there's more important things that I need to get fixed, so that's higher up. Like getting got, your oil changes. I got shiny new rims, though, so, you know, oh, that's Oh, that's nice. good. I always laugh when I go get an oil change. You know, they give you the mm-hmm. mileage, and then they give you, like, the approximate long, yeah. date. 
and it's like four months from now, and I just laugh like, "See you next month, jerks." Because yeah, for mine, they would put me at the three months or yeah. three thousand miles, yeah. and I'm like, "Well, I'll see you in three months," but mm-hmm. that's ten thousand miles. Ooh, I forgot. Yeah. I still have my watch around my ankle. Or does it count in your steps? Yeah. So at work, I'm not allowed to wear jewelry because it's oh. a food manufacturing facility. Yeah. So you have yeah. to have all jewelry off. So I slightly look like I'm on probation because I strap my Fitbit around my ankle. It <laughs> <laughs> looks like it's a tracking monitor. <laughs> I saw a TikTok as long of as someone. I make it home by five. <laughs> someone was making a video of people at the pool. Yeah. And the guy had his ankle monitor, like his foot up with the yes. ankle monitor outside of the pool, but they were all like hanging out. <laughs> and they're like. Yeah, I'm easily oh. distracted. I was like, why is my uh, ankle so itchy? So yeah, so I have a new job now. I work um, producing food to send to starving children all over the world. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's a charity I've worked with for ages and ages and ages now, almost 11 years now. You used now. to volunteer yeah. there, right? Yeah, Three I week? volunteered there. For, um, so it started about 11 years ago where I volunteered once every couple of months. Um, when I was in college, the first go-round, um, I'd have a group of friends of, um, of us. We would all go out there and we'd be there like all day. Because mm. I didn't like the drive at the time. Because at the time, I thought 45 minutes was, was a, a long drive. such a long drive. Yeah. Right. And so we'd be there and we'd be there like 12 hours. And we would just volunteer the Can whole day. Can I just day. say, I drove an hour and a half to work this morning. <laughs> I think I <laughs> drove an, an hour, hour and a half 40 minutes. <laughs> total today. And it's so great. Um, which is nice, though, because when I, when I do close now, it's like a 40-minute drive. But if I'm opening, it's like a 60-minute drive. Yeah. Because traffic. Yeah. Is it and bad that I yeah. just drove to Starbucks and back today? That was it. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. I, I do have one coworker. He has an eight-year-old car, and it has like 20,000 miles oh on it. Oh, my gosh. I used to be like that. But he lives like 10 minutes away. And I'm like, why don't you just walk? We've got one guy like literally bikes to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Canceled his gym membership and bikes to work. And like, they're <laughs> win-win. Nice. You know what, though? When we worked at the store where we all met, mm-hmm. I lived pretty close. And I was like, I should just ride my bike to work. I don't want to go in there all sweaty. I used to though, because <laughs> yeah, um, at the place where we all met, it was I was still in high school, so I would bike to school. So then I'd bike home, change into my work gear, and then bike to work. Oh God! Luckily, my dad would pick me up at the end of my shift, and yeah. I just throw the bike in the back of the truck yeah. and go home, so I didn't have to bike home in the dark. Every morning when I leave for work, there is I don't know if it's a man or a woman, but it is literally like five twenty-five, five fifteen. I see him going down this dark-ass country road <laughs> with no, you know, there's no street lights. My goodness. There's no sidewalk, and they're just biking in the morning. They have a, a front light, you know, a headlight, and yeah. a, a flashing rear light. But I'm like, I don't trust these people on the road. Nope. I get so scared for that person in the morning. Yeah. And they're literally riding away from the bike trail. Get on the fucking trail. <laughs> yeah. You can ride it, like, so far, but maybe they're going to work. Right, And it's not right. going past their work, you yeah. know, but... I worry so much and for that person. Honestly, the bike trail too, because it's right along the train tracks. There's only so many entrances and exits to it. Yeah, because only so many roads will cross. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. do my loop all the time, and there's an, mm-hmm. uh, a gentleman that bikes, and I have seen him thousand times. He has yet to say hello to me. Really? I say good morning every morning. He just puts his eyes over at me, watches me run past, or he rides past me basically because he's faster. And then he just keeps going. I'm like, one of these times he's going to say good morning to me. just kick his tire. And he doesn't have anything in his ears. I'm the one with the podcast <laughs> in my ears. I should just kick his tire. <laughs> yeah, throw a stick in Well, he's tire. across the street, you know, because he's I'm going. I'm sure you uh, can throw a yeah. stick in his fucking tire <laughs> from across the street. Actually, How come hard? to think of it, he's not stick. across the street because he's going with and I have to go against. Yeah. I feel like if she does this so every day, she should know what side of the street the he's street. on. Yeah. I was going to say. It depends on if she's looping or coming or back Right, around. right, right. <laughs> wow. I'm going to get him, though. I'm going to let you guys know. I'm going to okay. let you know. 
stay tuned for the yeah. update. Just next week on the Clopin Effect. <laughs> so what did <laughs> you bring over here in this box? I know you brought us treats, but yeah, what else did so, you bring so us? So this one is actually a sample of kind of the food that we package. Oh, wow. Our, our, our I kinda, site. Can I look at this whole box? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Um, so the whole the whole point of it is kind of like to take it home and share it because you can't normally buy the food. This is very specific. In, yeah. Uh, a very specific instance in which you can. So it says that it's rice. It's yes. a rice and soy blend. Is it just rice and soy then? No, there's... so there's a, a vitamin mixture that we oh, use as okay, well. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so the Sorry, main reason I'm for not... rice is it's uh, very simple. Uh, if you notice, Meredith, what, what language is that bag in? English. Oh. Yeah, guess what language isn't spoken literally in every country around the world? English. And so rice, no matter what language they speak, everybody sees rice and they know how to cook it. It, it truly, oh. it doesn't, it is yeah. across well, The pictures all are countries. actually really good too. Yes, it says like um, it's also in the metric or... system, which I love because yeah. down with the imperial system. What language is this below though? Uh, so uh, I can't remember exactly which one's which. Because that's definitely not um, one I've seen. Right, so there, there are uh, different languages spoken in the big countries yeah. that we send to. Because on the top it says donated product, not for sale, but then there's three other lines yeah. in different languages. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. just the same stuff in each language there. Yeah. Um, so where you work, I can, like, take a group of my friends and, like, book a day to And I have been trying to get our old company to join us since I got the job. So you mean I have to say something? Oh, no, I've, I've been talking to the So I'm, I'm going to go back there. to this bag. It's 13.2 ounces net weight. Um, and it's okay, and it's rice and soy. So, how many people does this serve? For? So that that one bag is actually six meals. That's almost oh, an it's entire six week's worth meals. of food. One cup serving size, one cup prepared, and this mm -hmm. is six servings per bag. Yeah. Okay, that's okay, pretty cool. So it's it's really fun. Um, and it has a lot of carbs, which they need. They yes. need yeah. energy, yeah. right? A little bit of sodium. A lot of it. There's actually like food scientists that work together to create bit of this fat. formula. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, amazing, but amazing, it's, amazing. It, it's truly an amazing thing because, and you know, the world right now, not great. That we've got, uh, you know, key points we talk about at work too, is you've got Somalia, which is on the, the Horn of Africa. They're at like their fifth year in a drought season. So there's just no food. I mean, there's pictures of like literally like 600,000 animals died in one year just wow. because- they can barely support themselves, let alone care. You know, if mm -hmm. it's I'm going to live or my cow's going to live, it's going to be me. You right, know? right. Um, and then, of course, you've got the crisis in Ukraine. You've got uh, political turmoil in Haiti and Myanmar and Thailand. It's just so bad that we're actually, I believe the United Nations actually came out and said it, that this is the worst level of food insecurity since World War II. Wow. Um, and, you know, with crisis in Ukraine, one of the great things with my new job, right, is we, the first truck that left our warehouse after i got the job was going to poland mm -hmm. just to feed ukrainian refugees um so it's one of those things where i like my old job but at this new job there is not a day that goes by that i'm not like i made the world better today i yeah. made a difference I'm it, which is perfect for you because yeah. you've always as long as i've known you that's that's you when yeah. you that's told everybody that you were going there i was like yep Oh my God, that's perfect. You yeah. know, like that's yep. where he belongs. I, I got a phone call from one of the managers and she's like, I just talked to you yesterday. We're we just keeping secrets yeah. now. Is that <laughs> how this works? She goes, I can't even be mad at you because you're working at a charity. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't want children to die of starvation. Yeah. Who can hate you for leaving yeah. us to do that? Exactly. Like, that's excellent. Um, and, and that's the thing too is everything about that food is designed for acceptability mm -hmm. because above everything else above politics above religion above anything it's the fundamental view is 
children should not die of hunger. Yeah. Right. We don't care. Nobody what in the religion world you are. should. Right. We don't care what political affiliation you are. What language you speak. You should have food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. It, it, nothing like nothing else changes the fact you should have food. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's rice because everyone knows how to cook it. Everybody recognizes it. It can be cooked just over with water boiling. You know, a lot now of them. You they say don't have everybody kitchen. knows how to cook rice, and I am terrible at cooking <laughs> okay. rice. I've had some I pretty sticky just... sushi rice. Uh, well, stick, sushi rice is supposed to be sticky. No, no, no. I'm talking um, like mushy sticky. <laughs> like it was stuck to the pan. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. But culturally, people know rice. I think, hard time. I think right. anybody but my That's super possible. white ass knows how to so cook I rice. So I want you to go through the process from beginning to end, but I do have a question. What do they use to cook the rice in? Now, we know what we have here at the house. And, you know, yeah. but and that's the other reason yeah, for it, right? Because yeah. if you're thinking pasta, you need something to strain the water with and everything like that. Whereas rice, it's literally, they'll just have like just a metal bowl, basically, and just put it over an open fire. They don't I've, They yeah. don't have gas lines. They I've don't have watched enough TikToks. I've seen people get it's, pretty mm-hmm. creative yeah. with their cooking vessels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'll literally, like, dish it out. They'll just, like, take a bowl and just slop it into yeah. other things. I don't want to say yeah. slop, but, like, you know, yeah. that's how they serve it up. Scoop they don't have... Up. Yeah. Scoop it up, yeah. yeah. And, like, you, they'll, um, a lot of times this is served at school, because, and this is the really mind-blowing thing, right? Like I said, there's six meals in that bag. You're only getting one a day. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they're so malnourished. If you ate that whole thing, it would probably kill you. Right. Yeah, that yeah, much your food stomach all of a would just yeah, right. expand. And so regularly, it's you get a meal at lunch at school. That's you for a lot of these kids. That's your meal a day. That's what you mm-hmm. get. Um, which is why COVID was so bad. Schools had to shut down. Yeah, yeah. They didn't get their meal a day, and so with schools reopening, they're able to get food again. And we, we, you know, we were on track. Um. The World Health Organization is trying to end. There's like 16 goals that they have for, I think it's 2050. And one of them is world hunger. They also have, you know, access to fresh water, stuff like that. Mm. And so it's these 16 key goals. Um, And we were on track, like a lot of these countries that I do research for, everything's going well, it's going great. And then 2020 hit and everything just slid right back. Um, So we're trying to make up lost ground for that. Um, but you'll see these pictures of they're at a school and it's a woman literally with like a baby strapped to her. Um, and she'll have just this giant pot and like a boat oar to stir it with. And they're just cooking food for the entire school. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where my job has this real fine line between really depressing to see how things are at in the right. world, but it's also paired with the but we're we're making we're a helping make that better. Yeah, we're, it's not like you see something you're like, well, there's nothing I can do. I feel so helpless because it's just highlighting just how important what you're doing is. How yeah. many years have they been around? Um, about twenty five. Yeah, okay. no. that's good. No, thirty five. Thirty five. I remember them. I forget I the nineties as in ten years ago. So I remember. See- oh my gosh. Um, Why is that? Sick. I know. So nice. Sick. The, the most amazing thing about where I work is that it's just the most positive work environment I've ever had. Um, you know, we have quarterly goals that we have to do. And they still hired you, huh? I know, right? <laughs> it's amazing. I'm like, someone was kind of slacking that day. But, <laughs> no, um, no, no. So we have these quarterly check-in goals. Everyone has these. Every quarter, you have to check in with your direct superior. And... Not really, direct report. Sure, not really, sure. Not direct superior, but direct Slop report. superior. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, you know. Um, and I haven't even been drinking yet. Jeez. <laughs> and uh, it's the sugar, I'm telling you. And so, you know, I met with my boss 
And he's like, so how are things going? I'm like, you know, I really think I'm getting used to this well. And I'm. he's like, no, 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 no. How are things going? How's yeah, your like life? You, yeah. How yeah. are you? Like, we're not we're not to work yet. Just how are you as a person? It's like, I know you're in school. Are you school going okay? And I was like, yeah, school's going great. It's like, okay. Now, how are you doing here? Yeah. Love and it. I was like, you know, I'm, I think I'm learning. Good. He's like, okay, so here's how this works. Quarterly goal check-in is this. I'm going to... First question he actually asked me was, what do you need from me to stay motivated here? That was question number one. Have you ever heard that question? No. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, my job is to make sure that you have what you need to stay successful and to stay motivated. That's my job for you. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Weird. I don't don't know how to handle this. Like, I think I was visibly uncomfortable in that interview. Wow. Because I'm like, I, I, I don't understand this. You're like, like wait, aren't I just supposed to? <laughs> Listeners, there are jobs out there that will <laughs> ask you these everything. questions. I know, yeah. right? And, you know, and I had one where um, I'm actually forklift trained now. So I get to use the oh, forklift good. and I was on it. And this was still one of the first times I was on it. And I, I, I messed up. I was driving the forklift and I stabbed it into one of the boxes. I, oh, the no. blade went right into the box of finished food. And so I, I, I parked the forklift. I got out. I went to get my boss. He was on a call. I'm like, hey, um, I just hit something with the forklift. And he goes, I'll call you back. Hangs up and follows me out. And he's like, okay. I'm like, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I was doing this. I'm like, I know I shouldn't have done this. He's like, it's fine. It's fine. I go, but I just hit something. He goes, that just means you're practicing. Yeah. 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 He goes, and we have someone who her, her whole job is running the warehouse side of things. So she's constantly getting the food in and out and all that and moving everything around. And he goes, she's 90% of the accidents on the forklift, but I don't care because she's on it 95% of the time. I expect her to be the right. one having the yeah. majority right. of the accidents. Yeah. And it's just that different mindset of like, oh, you're using things. Eventually something's going to break right. or go wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's such a positive work experience. You know what? So I think I talked about this before, but I'll mention it again. Um, I was reading like a Reddit blog mm-hmm. about, um, you know, people who have worked both sides. They've worked mm. like retail waitressing jobs where you're making minimum wage and you don't have benefits and this mm-hmm. and that. And it's just like kind of a terrible job. And then they've worked these, you know, pretty well-paying jobs where the company makes millions of dollars yeah. and they take pretty good care of their employees. And it's like at the minimum wage job, they fuck up. And it's like this huge, huge disappointment. Yeah. yeah. And at this... They can fuck up like, oh, my God, I just lost the company 50 grand. And they're like, nah, well, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like. Let's not do that so again. But different. Yeah. So different. So and and Julia will back me up on this because it's the class that we have together. Mm. Um, one of my business teachers, he, he talks about the story of I believe it was Henry Ford. And this guy, he screwed up badly, like cost Ford like two hundred million dollars, not two hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, and but this was back in like right. the sixties, so right? it was like two hundred million dollars. Yeah. yeah, like it was a lot of money. It was a huge amount of money, and so the guy like he walked up to Henry Ford with his letter of resignation. It's like I'm so sorry. Here you go. And he's like, I'm not accepting this. He goes, but I just messed up. He goes, Yeah, I have a two hundred thousand dollar investment. You're not going to do that again. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've learned your. You've learned I'm your like, lesson. are you? He's like, are you going to do that again? He's like, No. He goes, Then why are you leaving? Yeah. Mm. And so it's that kind of a mindset that just like blows my mind. Like that, that's, that's a thing, right? Yeah. Um, And so I, I, I say that just to kind of set the stage for the mm-hmm. work environment. Like it's a Wasn't very. was Henry Ford also the man who made like the five day work week instead of working seven days a week because like. Yeah. So them and to have family time at the and time. Stuff. Well, so Henry Ford <laughs> is a very savvy businessman, but also genuinely a horrible person as yeah. far as I can yeah, tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. he's done a really, like he's done a lot of really good things. <laughs> 
but he never did it altruistically. He yeah. did it strictly from business. So at, at the time, Henry Ford paid more than anybody else did. Right. But it wasn't because he was generous. It was because he figured out, if I pay my people more than everybody else, I don't have turnover. And yeah. turnover is more expensive to yes. me than mm-hmm. those extra wages. Because yes. yep. I'll give you that extra $2 a day, whatever. Right. Because it saves me $50,000 a year in turnover costs. I don't have to train new people. I don't right. have to hire new people. You're good at what you do. You do it consistently. You're happier. You give me more productivity because of it. Yeah. So I'm going to pay you more because I make more money that way. Yeah. So like, Which is okay. like he did a lot like, of I good feel like things. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's like and but and and, and that's capitalism, business, you know. You know, <laughs> you know and uh... <laughs> oh god, I don't think I've ever used those words together. No. Before. Um. But and, and it's one of those things where he realized that things like that make sense. Yeah. You know, take care of your people. It's it's the fantastic. I want to say it's Richard Branson quote. Take care of your people. Right. They'll take care of your business. Right. Yeah. And and that's basically how he would run things. Don't get me wrong. He had this huge anti-union thing and the union busting and all oh, that. Right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. Wasn't we'll the positive. greatest guy. But, yeah. Yeah. but he did a lot of really good things. Right. So that being said, I work for a great company. I do love it. <laughs> um, and the way it works is it's a very informal type setting. You know, like um, I was just in a meeting today and they're like a good team means that you can't tell who the boss is. Mm-hmm. That, I've never no, that, heard that you know, before. That's how that's it is really at, mine, good. Mm-hmm. at yeah. my work. He walks and, the hallways <laughs> and says good morning and hello and hangs out at lunch with us. And Well, we always say treat the, the CEO and the janitor the same, right? Mm-hmm. We respect them the same. We respect the same, yeah. yeah. I can't yeah. remember what company there is, but there is a company out there where they have a corporate policy. Um, it's, a, it's like the law of seven or something like that. The highest paid employee cannot make more than seven times the lowest paid employee. Oh, wow. wow. And so it keeps that level. So basically the CEO, he can make whatever raise he wants, but that means your minimum wage people, their right. pay's got to go up with it. Right. You know, can I mention this real quick? Because where we all used to work and meet, the managers would have a different color shirt. Yes. So customers learn that. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't like what the one colored shirt, the team member was saying to them, they yeah. immediately would find the manager with the other color. Mm-hmm. And right before I left, they had changed that where you didn't have to do that. Oh, really? Everyone wore the same color. And yeah. now when you go in, you would never know who the manager is. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's that's very good. Yeah. You sh- sh- everyone should be able to be trained enough that they can answer a customer, especially in retail yeah. and in grocery or anywhere really, you know, like well, and that was always food my service. Big bitch Everyone should be able to take answer care a of the question. Customer, right? Take care so of like I shouldn't have to come out because you know I'm going to give them what they want. Right. So just you do it as well. Like, oh, that's what you want? Okay, fine. You know, I mean, obviously a hostile situation, you're going to want to call your manager. Yeah. But yeah, so that was a, that was a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I I was just in a retail class and they had the the discussion question. There's classes about retail. Yeah. Yeah. Julia, Julia, actually, I think she took something like that. She's been sharing it with me. What made me mad was I'm like, I still have to take an intro to retail in class. I'm like, does 12 years of retail not count? (laughs) It should. You know, there's colleges out there that would. Right now. I'm done. It it was a quick eight week class. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I got to vacuum later oh, stop sorry. doing that <laughs> he's brushing all the crumbs off onto the floor that's what i get for eating while i'm on the podcast um but so i was in it and they were like is the customer always right that was the discussion the discussion no. question and so here's the conclusion i came up with the customer is always right but a karen never is yeah because and, and admit it right if, if, when okay, you're at do the you service know the desk, whole do you know the whole so, Same. you know, I've listened to the podcast. I've heard you say that. I've heard you say the customer's always right about manners of taste. 
Right. right. So right. I wanted to quote that in my discussion. He really post does listen to our podcast yeah, every week. <laughs> well, not this week. So actually, okay. I have a slight confession to make. I do listen every week. Every week you don't have one. I just listen to any way you slice it again. Oh my hundred <laughs> percent. You mean you're not the one listening to move, bitch? Get out the way. No, because I'm trying to get. Any, I'm trying to get any way you slice it to rank it. You yeah, know? yeah. He wants to. I mean, I'm trying to top to number one again. So. You know what? You know, I just told somebody the other day. I gave him a card. I told him to listen, and I said number. Eight move, bitch, get out of the way. I should be telling them your episode. Yeah, oh, right? really. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right. hysterical. You know Come who on. is top ten? Are Paulie's two? The Paul, Paul, oh, our Paul, Paulie, cousin Paul, Paul. Mm-hmm. and happy birthday, Paul, and happy birthday, Paul. Ooh. Yeah, and he's top ten, so he's with you, but not number one for some reason. Move, bitch, get out the way. Is number and one. I was number one for so long, so and then long. I lost it. It was yeah. so, so sad. Long. I still remember Paul, Meredith Paul's texting are on me. There, top ten. So happy twenty first, Paul. Happy birthday, Woo! Paul. Happy hangover tomorrow. <laughs> I hope you're not working stacking potatoes. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was trying to quote that right. Yeah, and so I was doing all this research to find out. Is that where the quote came from? I could find nothing to support it. Really? So uh, the quote is mainly attributed to Carlos Ritz, the guy from like like putting on the Ritz, like yep. the okay. yep. Ritz Carlton, okay. right? And he always and his was the customer is never wrong, or the customer is always right even when they're wrong. Okay. Mm. And that was his because it it's it's hotel, it's very high end hotel. Yeah. yeah. You just take care of them because the amount that they're paying you, it doesn't matter. I don't the, remember you know. where I heard that too. And, but it, it is commonly quoted, yeah. but it's not there's nothing I could find that showed that that's where it came from. Yeah. So I have something I want to add on to that. So Coming to America is a movie with Eddie Murphy. I have seen it. You know a movie? Oh my he, gosh. Everyone, it is the end of the world. <laughs> hey, no. It's the end of the world because we got her to watch, not only did we get her to watch Hocus Pocus, but Hocus Pocus 2. Yep. I know. We had so a whole night about So I have a confession it. to make. <laughs> did you watch it? I haven't it? seen two yet. <gasps> oh. So in my defense, well, I have okay. seen the first one, right? That's okay. I, I wanted to watch it with my mother. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's a Sunday afternoon. We're both off. It'll be a nice, relaxing day. I'll hook my laptop up to the TV and we'll watch Hocus Pocus 2. The audio would not work. Oh. And my speakers don't work in my laptop. And I'm oh. like, I'm not oh. watching Hocus Pocus 2 with both of us in headphones. Wait, back to my story. Back to yeah, my so, story. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, sorry. Coming to America with so, Eddie Murphy. In the beginning, they choose a wife for him. And he says, I want to talk to you. So they go into a smaller room, not in the in the church. And he says, what, what do you like? Or what, you know? And so he says, so basically you were raised to do whatever I say. And she said, whatever, whatever you want. Like she likes whatever he wants. She, okay. So it's kind of reminded me of retail because then he says, what if I tell you to bark like a dog? And she goes, arf, arf. <laughs> and then he says, jump up and down. And then she's going, arf, arf, and, and, and jumping up and down. That reminds me of the Ritz. Like what you just yeah. said, like the customer's always right. Even when they're wrong. Like, do we have to entertain these customers? No. Like they say, bark like a dog, jump up and down. Is that what we like, are to do like yeah. where do you where does it end is I feel my like question i feel like ago, it was better i don't know i don't you know, know. What i mean i feel like 10 years ago it wasn't so terrible like yeah maybe the customer would ask for a little more than they deserved every once in a while mm-hmm. but now they're just so out and of that's hand. and that exactly. it truly is my question where does it end are yeah. we barking like dogs are we jumping up and down because the customer is always right yeah. even when they're wrong and that's what it mm-hmm. reminds me of it reminds me of that scene yeah like she was gonna do whatever he wanted he was the customer you know sick yeah yeah and, and so that's why i said the the line is you know the problem with you know the karen mentality is retail in the service industry 
they've they've more or less bred Karens to exist, right? Yeah, because I agree. the first Karens, instead of being shut down, were rewarded. Which all that means is positive reinforcement. You're going to be a Karen. You get free things. You get more stuff. Yes. There, there's no benefit to being a responsible adult. You know. Right. Right. And so, being an irrational person is rewarded. Being rational, you get less stuff that way. So all that's doing is teaching people be irrational. And so that's why I said the customer's always right, but a Karen is never right. Or the customer's always mm-hmm. right, a Karen never is. Um, which I'm amazed my teacher didn't like knock down points for. Uh, Using language. that term, yeah. But I'm like, but at this point, it has become it, which is funny too, because I know two people named Karen, and they're both fantastic people. Yeah, yeah. Everybody Same. that I've ever Everyone met, named, I've met Karen named Karen is really Karen nice. Is fine. Yeah, yeah. So I don't Same. know how they got that name. Mm-hmm. I know, which is such a problem, and I feel bad for them because, like, and there was one in in one of the stores I used to work in, you know, back in Chicago. And there was a store manager named Karen. And so I was always like, never use the Karen in that store. <laughs> never refer to a customer as a Karen because I didn't want to offend her. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what the story is? It's a guy, I think it was Vine. He would record his wife and her name was Karen. Uh, she would say something. He'd be like, oh, Karen. So really? then people started saying, don't be a Karen. Is oh. that where it came from? Yeah, years ago. Years from. ago. It I'll actually was on the Vine. Fact check it. On the Vine. On the Vine. That was the original TikTok. That's where I read. That's where I read it. So everybody go check and fact check me. Oh, that's so But funny. I did read that that's what it was. And then it was post a, comments on Facebook about it because that's going to boost your ratings on Facebook. Yes. I know how this position works. Yeah. Uh, I've taken social media marketing. Now, I did look to see if I could find the YouTubes, and I couldn't find them. (laughs) I couldn't find, yeah, I couldn't find it on YouTube. In honor of Halloween and the spooky season. Spooky. I have a joke for you, Meredith, and I have a joke for Cass. All right. Okay. Let's hear it. So, Meredith, why do they put seatbelts on broomsticks? Ooh. I don't know. So the witches don't fly off the handle. (laughs) Very good. Cass. So corny. (laughs) Why, Why is it cheaper to throw a party in a haunted house? Damn it, I have nothing. Because the ghosts supply all the booze. (laughs) (laughs) I was really trying to think of something good, but I didn't want to wait too long. I was so like, are these the kind of jokes you haunted. would bring to the female co-worker that you work with when she says, but I need it quiet <laughs> or whatever, no, or no I'll, jokes I, or I, no I, dad jokes or something yeah, she said? Um, she's actually said, I think since I talked to you last, she has instituted a rule. Um, I have a six joke limit a day. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she's like, you that get six so a day. Funny. That's it. That is I went so to funny. help her the one day. I'm like, oh, do you need a hand? She's like, I would love the help, but no jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right. He told me that last week. And I, I walked like, oh up to her and I was like, what six letters? aren't used in a VIN and she's just looking at me like, hey, it's a it's a legitimate question. That's not a joke. There are six letters of the alphabet not used in a vehicle identification number. What is it? Because it's that's good. Um it's uh the letter O, letter Q, letter I, V, Z, and maybe U, I think. So the O because it looks like a zero. The Q Same because, the Q it's because too it looks close like a zero. To a zero. Uh, the letter I can be too confused with a one. one. Yep. A V and a U look too similar, so I think they'll only use V. I don't think they'll mm-hmm. use U. A Z they just don't need, but it also kind of looks like a two. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Droogle. Yep. <laughs> I know. Droogle I know a lot of random crap about a lot of random crap. I always thought I knew a lot of random crap. You know way more random crap than I'm I do. The, I'm the human embodiment of the Snapple cap. I don't know. I don't know any crap. So when I'm around both of you, I'm just constantly soaking it in. And my old brain is trying to remember everything. And then I go to tell a joke. I'm like, nope, that wasn't the punchline. So, Never mind. Fun You're fact. You're like, I got really... S- 
funny something to tell. No, no, nope, I don't. I don't remember. Um, actually, there's good news and bad for you, news for you, Meredith. Um, so uh, as far as I've been able to learn through the newest and like neuroscience and everything, right? Human memory is unlimited. It is mm-hmm. essentially infinite. That's a lie. Which means I can't you even don't... remember phone numbers uh, anymore. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is where it gets depressing, right? The human <laughs> brain is capable of remembering literally everything yeah. and anything. But your ability to encode and recall that information is yeah. what's bad. Yeah. Every memory you've ever made is in your brain. You just can't get to it. I don't yeah. have a filing cabinet. <laughs> I must have a very big brain because I don't remember a lot. Have you ever watched that Stephen King movie where the aliens come? What the hell is that Stephen King movie? She's asking me or you. What the hell Not is me. that Stephen King movie? You lost it's me at Stephen really, King. But it's a really good movie. I got War of the Worlds and that was Hold it. Hold on a second. Let me look it up. My only thought Take was Gremlins. <laughs> That's not Stephen King. Don't feed him after midnight. <laughs> It's not the land. It's Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. Oh. Never heard of it. No. It's a very good movie. You wait, should wait, watch wait. It. Sure I got to ask, what year did that movie come out? 2003. Oh, so I was alive. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you know much. that's the only reason I was asking. Thank you very much. Um, I actually, I read the book and watched the movie. I think I read the book. I'm pretty sure I read mm. the book. But it's really good. But anyways, the whole brain thing. So... These aliens, I'm doing air quotes, because you never really know what the monster is. And sure, Stephen of course. Kind of, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean? But it's definitely, they call them the greys. It's aliens. And they can get into your head. And the whole thing is you got to lock off your brain, right? And whenever it's a scene of in the guy's brain, it's literally filing cabinets, right? And he's like <laughs> locking the door to the room of the filing cabinets. Yeah. And he's like, here, you can have these fucking files. And it's just like bullshit that he's got stored in his like old phone numbers like porn stuff like yeah. that you know and like the aliens getting pissed like let me into your brain i need all the information you know but he's locking him out he's locking wow. him out stephen king did his man I mean, is this a wonderful retail podcast or what? i would never be but i'm just saying i do not have that control yeah but that, then again they would have all the information in there if, not that it's much it's if, like upcs and shit yeah, oh my gosh so, oh don't even start on that there's a whole Trend. Though if Meredith honestly expects me to come on this podcast and not go down like seven different tangents, oh, yeah. I don't know yeah. what she was squirrels. expecting. Squirrels. Absolutely. Absolute squirrel. So uh, can you talk process? I'm very interested in this. Oh, I we're going from, back to his job. Oh, okay. Yeah, we are going back to his job. Um, and the reason why they knew that is because I pointed at the rice yeah, yeah. pack. Um, <laughs> start, like how how does it look to start? How does it get to the country? Um, me start, so, start to finish. Uh, so it starts with we get... Trucks that come in with our raw materials that get combined. Um, so, you know, we have the soy and the rice, which also the fun, cool thing that I get to do is I get to literally handle a ton of rice, like literally 2,000 pounds of it at a time. Do you ever want to just jump in it? Honestly, it is super soft. Um, <laughs> I feel like I haven't jumped in it because that would be so gross. Yeah. Um, I feel like you would suffocate. And like the big difference here versus the job where we met was, you know, back when I still worked in the deli and it, Honestly, working in the delis, a lot of what made me start volunteering here in the first place so regularly was seeing how much food we would get thrown away every day. Mm. And so it is here, depressing it is. for sure. At the place where we all met, and this is not an exaggeration, on average, on a typical day, I would throw three to $400 worth of food away mm. in one day. Have you seen the movie Wasted? Not the wasted that some of them, some of you are thinking. I'm it's assuming truly this is about, about that. I was yeah. like, you mean looking at the back of my eyelids? Every it's night? Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> oh, oh I. So you know, did you have not. That is very good. It, because it's my, I didn't have. Look at whatever. me with all the movie references oh my today. Gosh. Whatever it's streaming on, I don't have Netflix. No, I. 
No. Oh, maybe it's like, yeah, maybe it's HBO Max or something like that. that You Google, you told me about it. Yeah. And I Googled it and I didn't have what it was streaming on. And a lot of countries are working on that, Mm -hmm. except for this one. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyways. And and so, you know, we we never waste food. We we minimize any, and and not even just. It's on Hulu. Oh, I got that too. So it's only on Hulu Premium, which is $80 a month. Fuck that. Yeah, no, that I don't have. Um, so we, I say we don't waste food, which is true, but we, we truly try to not waste anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, we are so, cause everything that we buy is purchased with donations from volunteers, right? We don't get government funding or anything like that. So in order to be ethical, responsible stewards of people's donations, we don't want to buy anything that we don't have to, mm-hmm. right? And so that comes down to not wasting, right? Um, whereas the old job where I would just expense report whatever I want, I'm like, they're a billion-dollar company. Who right. cares? They can pay for this. Yeah, they just whereas, write it off on their taxes. Yeah, whereas here, it's we're very frugal about it. I mean, we like we have bags that our food comes in that, and I want to be very clear, once the food's done with it and we're not putting food in here anymore, we'll literally keep them to use as garbage bags so that mm-hmm. way we don't have to buy garbage bags. I mean, we save everything that can be saved. So everything we don't, has a use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we even have people that come in like the boxes our food comes in not the stuff we need to send out, but the stuff that comes in those boxes. We have volunteers that come in and they'll bring it to like food pantries and stuff like that. Just so those boxes are even still getting used. Yeah. So Everything's can... getting recycled. Exactly. Yeah. So we, it is literally anything and everything that we can get a use for after we're done with it gets another use because we try to be as frugal as possible with everything. And so, um, long story short, I know too late. Um, no, I've never jumped in the rice, but it is tempting because it's very squishy. Oh, I forgot I even um, asked you that. Yeah. <laughs> it's been that long. That, that's how that got started. Um, sometimes I can remember how a tangent starts. Oh, so we get the so bulk funny. ingredients that come in, and then we have volunteers come in and pack the food. And that's kind of like our catchphrase. That's how we can get the food so cheaply manufactured. Because, you know, you get your car done. Parts aren't expensive. It's the labor, right? right. And all of our labor is free. Well. Mm-hmm. Majority. Right, right, Obviously, right, right. I'm volunteers, a staff member. The volunteers yeah. that come in, yeah. Um, but, you know, there'll be four of us working, but there'll be 100 people packing. So, like, negligible for labor costs, right? Mm-hmm. So then that all gets packed up. It gets wrapped and palletized and all that stuff. Then we'll have a... Now, pre-COVID, the standard would be 40-foot container truck like you see on cargo ships and trains yeah. and whatnot. That'll come to our dock and, our, and we'll load it. Now, post-COVID, with the supply chain problem... And now we're sending these to countries that, if you think our supply chain is bad, yeah, right. they didn't have one to begin with. Right. They right. might not have roads or trains. or like They have no supply chain. They're like airdropping pallets of food in. Uh, which is very rare, actually. But typically, um, a container truck would come in. It'll go down to Chicago. They'll put it onto a train. Train will send it down to Miami. And then from a ship in Miami, it'll go wherever in the world it needs to go. Strictly because that is the cheapest way of getting it there. Mm. And Miami's like close to a lot of yeah so we ship our facility ships to a lot of like the caribbean countries um we have facilities in other parts of the country that you know they'll kind of go you know we've got one closer to the west coast so then they'll do a lot of like the asian countries because they're already on the pacific Mm -hmm. and it's just easier shipping that way um and so it'll then get shipped to a country once it arrives in the country and clears customs then it's anybody's guess how it gets to its final destination you know um again going back to that frugality with money we are a food manufacturing facility that is our specialty it was very long ago decided it did not make any economical sense whatsoever 
to start building facilities in these other countries. There are already people in those countries that know what they're doing, know how to get stuff to where it needs to go. Yeah. We're going to just partner with them. They already know what they're doing. We're going to let them do it. Wow. We're going to handle the food side and make the food. That's what we know how to do and we're good at. We're going to give it to them who knows how to get it to the mouths that need it the most. And that's how we do it. Mm. And so, so you know, do you get confirmation that it gets to where you wanted it to go? It depends. Yeah. Um, so some of the organizations that we work with in the country, they're big enough that they do, they're actually required to kind of send us stories about the children and things like that. So we know it's getting to where it's going. Um, and then there's two other options. One is if they're a smaller organization, they might not be able to get an entire truck full oh, of food sure, to themselves, sure. right? And so they'll actually go to those really big ones and they'll go, oh yeah, here's six pallets of food. Here you go. Or option two is they might get a full truck, but they're so small of an operation that we know it gets there, but that's about it. We don't mm. really know what happens after that. Um, we do have a whole team of people that travel to these countries working with these partners. Like they're, they are thoroughly vetted. These people do what they say they're doing, you yeah. know? Um, one of the biggest shocks that I found out was that we'd sent food to Cuba. We'd sent food to North Korea because again, the whole point, we don't care what religion you are. Right. We yeah. don't care. You're political. You should not die of hunger. Right. Full stop. Was period. that just recent? Those two? Um, so uh, <laughs> I actually sent a truck to Cuba like last week. Mm, wow. um, uh, North Korea, we just, we don't have the ability to get it into the country anymore. Mm -hmm. Um. And, and that's the sad thing is we go, you know, if, if you can assure us and we are confident that food's going to get to where it needs to go, we'll send it. But we're not going to risk sending a container of food if the government's going to take it. Right. Because if they were giving their food to their people, we wouldn't be sending you food right. in the first place. Right. Right. Um, and, and so there's a lot of accountability and the whole teams of people that handle that. Um, but post covid supply chain some trucks that come to us are just to get it out of our warehouse and it gets sent to another one until they can get a container to be able to get the scent to where yeah because i go. was looking at this this is good until yeah it's october of next year only next year only next year oh wow is it what you were gonna say three year shelf life uh, by the way 2024 is in two years <laughs> I thought I saw 24. I'm like, oh, maybe I was wrong. But yeah, it is a three-year shelf maybe life. Maybe my brain put it away and I couldn't I'm remember. in 2023. <laughs> it's October. I'm buying Christmas this presents already. The bag already. is good for two years. This oh my fucking gosh, year that's, is over to me, okay? Oh, that's the horrible part about work. So because so many people don't come there regularly, you know, this isn't a grocery store. People aren't here every week. Right. A lot of them are only here once or twice a year. Yeah. So we set Christmas like two, three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which you know me. I can't stand that. But hey. Yeah. what we got to do. And it makes more sense in that instance because I'm like, this isn't a grocery store. We're not going to see him again for six, eight months. Right. It makes sense. Um, so still does not make me any less sad to like start Which country takes the longest to get to? That I don't know. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that uh, about 20%, so one out of every five boxes we ship, goes to Haiti. Okay. okay. And I mean, just, Haiti is just, if, if you want... Things that'll Haiti really... are always at war and stuff, right? Yeah. So the problem with Haiti right now is it's just gang violence, okay. and it's a very they they were starting to do better, and then their president got assassinated, and it just plunged the uh, the country. I back thought you back were going to say chaos. the U.S. stepped in. Funny you mention that. So we actually do have um, anybody that's worked there for over a year. They'll actually send them on mission trips to Stop. these countries to work with these organizations. Are you scared to do that? Well, no, because. 
they haven't started them yet, even though COVID's over that we can yeah. start going to these countries and traveling again, they won't send their people unless it's safe. Mm. Um, and so they're literally just trying to go, what country is safe enough that we can yeah. send a group of five Americans? And because most countries that are safe enough, they're feeding a lot their of it, yeah. population. <laughs> right, true. Yeah. Or you really just won't get that full experience yeah. of, of being there. Um, oh, that's so, wow. um, this is just so amazing. Yeah, so happy for you. It, it, it is. It's, it's great. Um, obviously, crisis in Ukraine, things are not great, right? And we have part, we have partner organizations we work with all over the world. And they are all themselves countries that need food. And we had a, a, a partner in a country that they reached out to us and said, we, we see what's going on in Ukraine. They need the food more than us. We will pay you to put it on a plane Aww. and fly it there so it gets there faster. Because it can take about two months right, to get to right. where, you know, especially to Ukraine and halfway around the world with where it needs to go through. And they said, that, that's, not, that's not okay. That's going to be too long. We will pay you. Put it on an airplane and fly it there. Mm -hmm. They need it as soon as they can get it. That's amazing. amazing. And and so we actually Jeez. had a shipment that got put on a plane and flown to Poland. They broke down the truck in Poland. And then as best as I can tell, they, as I'm guessing happened, broke it down and just smuggled it across the border into Ukraine so it wouldn't get hijacked. And which is the downside too, because like a lot of people. disgusting. You have to smuggle food into the country mm -hmm. and, to try to help them. Yeah. And we have to be really careful about how we talk about it too, because I'm aware of who it is that we're sending the food to, yeah. but I am not allowed to tell anybody about it because it's too dangerous to those people. Yeah. They're the only reason food's coming in. We can't talk about it um, because then it would just paint a giant target on their back. And But, it, you know, like I said, a lot of my job, you get to hear about some of the really saddest parts of the world. Yeah. But then it's followed up with, but this is how we're fixing it. This is what mm -hmm. we're doing to solve the problem. And so it's, it's that's... That's the part that gets me through the day is knowing I went to work today. I packed all this food. I'm fixing that problem. Mm -hmm. So do you see yourself running that place one day? No, I, I really don't want to, to be honest with you, um, because I'm I'm an active person. I'm a doer. I'm not a desk jockey. That is not yeah. the life for me. I have a little bit of desk work I have to do. And I'm like, that's it. I'm good. Mm -hmm. When I have two shifts back to back of desk stuff, I'm like, Same. nope, I am fidgety yeah. in that chair. I'm like, I need to be out. I need to be on that floor. I want to be yeah. packing this food. I want to be helping. And that's, that's me. I, I got to be doing something. Good for you, Drew. So, Can you tell the CEO story? There was this little boy who was growing up, I think in Haiti. Um, it was either Haiti or Uganda. I can't remember which one, but he was this little boy growing up, very impoverished. And it was the food that we make that he would get at school. And that's how he lived and became an adult and grew up. Once he grew up, he ended up moving to Chicago and had some office job downtown. And as happens a lot for us is, you know, businesses will send their people and they'll have like a day of, of service. A lot of times it's like a day of service, right? Yeah. And so he went with his company to one of our, one of our sites and pre COVID we would cook up a bag of our food and give it to all the volunteers as a sample. So they could kind of have that connection to so what they, they packed. Know. Yeah. They could know yeah. what it tasted like. And it just is the connection point, right? We're humans. We've got five senses. Yeah. So we wanted to help them with that. Right. And a lot of people, they just look at him and be like, what does it taste like? You know? And so we had this sample. He, he exits, you know, he finishes packing, he goes out, and he picks up a sample and he tastes it and he just kind of like froze. And someone asked him, they go, 
what's going on? He goes, I know this food. This is the food that was my childhood. This is the food that saved my life. Oh my God. Isn't that cool? That's and so amazing. I want to cry and I already knew the story. <laughs> and so he, he uh, ended up, you know, learning more about the organization because he didn't know too much about it. And he ended up working with us to, I believe he actually started his own charity back in either Haiti or Uganda, whichever one it was. And he started an organization, worked with us on it to bring more food back and to help other kids in his hometown to get this food to grow up, to be able to have a life in the future. And it's, it is just such a heartwarming thing. It is. That's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know that's what I was talking to you about. I'm like, I don't know if spooky season is the best time, but you know, we, we you know can what? start we prepping can you have, for Thanksgiving. We too. can have sensitive spooky season also. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I just want to go back real quick and Turkey gobble day is away, coming. Yeah. So yeah. Away from the job okay. real quick. I want to talk about um, your best Halloween traditions really super quick. We're going to end on a little lighter note. So I was looking up like my best Halloween traditions, com, betterhomesandgarden.com. Okay. And it's nine fun Halloween traditions to start with your family this year. I'm not going to read all of them because we're over time, but <laughs> what okay. is, what is your favorite Halloween tradition? Having drinks and handing out candy. <laughs> okay. Handing out candy. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I literally don't have one. You don't have one. You do not celebrate Halloween. I do nothing for Halloween. So I know a lot of people <sighs> make a big deal about like, Cutting pumpkins and all that. I I, Ooh, that I, I, I do that with my kids, but I don't like it. I also like handing out candy, and I like dressing up. That's my favorite. I do like dressing up mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. I, I don't dress up. But the only I reason... I haven't had a trick-or-treater in literally really? six years. Yeah, we don't well, have many Well, maybe you either. should turn on your porch light. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you at your at your mom's house, you mean? Yeah. Because it's like a fucking dead-end street. Well, but here's the thing, right? <laughs> so one, yes, but... Spooky dead-end street. <laughs> Exactly. It's too spooky. It, Nobody wants to go down there. Well, that's the thing, right? So because it's spooky, we don't trick or treat at night. Yeah. Right. So it's, and it's always like the weekend before yeah. or the weekend of. Yeah. Right? So like our Halloween this year would actually be on the 30th. Okay. Because it's in the daylight. Right. And like there's coyotes. Like you don't want to yeah. be walking around Stop. at night by yourself, right? So it's during the day. And so everybody that's doing trick or treating will put a pumpkin at the end of their driveway. So oh. you know we're participating in trick or treating. But there's just, there's no kids of trick-or-treating age anymore um we had one six years ago and they broke our front door so like that was the last trick-or-treater i had oh my god so when i first started living with johnny we had a ton of Mm trick-or-treaters and as the years went on they all grew up right so then there was a couple years where i only had a few I'm so excited because we got new neighbors across uh, the street and they have like and four kids oh. and I know there's like my other neighbor, her granddaughter mm. will be there. And then she always plays with the girl up the street. So I'm like, yes, I'm going to have trick or treaters again oh, this year. Like, that is exciting. That. But I'd also like to point out, right? Everyone in my neighborhood, they don't give away like the the little candies, right? Like it, you got like you full, full size, size candy size, bars. We well, did popcorn balls for one year. Before you go, give you me your mom's address. So I can <laughs> just I'll drive right through there. Like literally last year, house. my my preparations for Halloween was I had like eight full size candy bars. I had like some Snickers and some Twix yeah. and some paydays just. And no trick or treaters. Yeah, no, so Aww. I just ended, I just ate them all. It's fine. I there do we a go. Huge my, bowl of candy. You know what? There's my Halloween tradition. November 1st, going to all the grocery stores and getting all the 90% yeah. off Halloween. Yeah. There's Perfect. my Halloween tradition. We will end it there. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you so Drew. much for having me.
Oh, this was amazing. As a matter of fact, when I was saying that you were back, you know, I was putting it on socials that Drew was back. I did hashtag third time's a charm, and this one definitely Ooh. was. This this one hit it. This is one of my favorites. So, yeah. But he's looking at you. I'm, I'm disappointed. Is what? it four times? It's just four. <gasps> well, including the time with your sister. Yes. I don't count that. Yes. I'm caught, we don't I'm count that. you by that's, yourself. But I was that's here. Its own but episode. she did all the chatting. That's its own True. episode. Yeah. This is so I was third really, solo. I was third so excited solo. to yeah. hear about the new job. and and. I know. Me too. Because I haven't talked to you in so long. And I was, yeah. everybody at work has been asking. And everybody at work says hi also. <laughs> so the, the coworker you were working with today, she, she I, I talk to her every now and yeah. then. And she called and she's like, yeah, the, one of the managers was asking if I still talk to you. He's like, oh, how does he love his new job? And she's like, oh, he loves it. And he's like, oh, so he's not coming back then? No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I was like, no, I love it. If there's anyone out there that wants to volunteer, email us, theclopeneffect.gmail.com. We will hook you up, but we're not going to say it here. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Email us. If we trust and we will, you. Yeah, yeah. And we will send you the information, but we're going to keep I think the actually, confidential. there's people I know that already volunteer for that. Does so. not yes. surprise me. Yes. Yeah. I actually see it on the socials that they yes. do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, yes. I was at my. 10-year high school reunion. I can't, Sick. Believe, I can't believe it's been 10 Sick. years. And a couple of my f- classmates are teachers now. And they ask, oh, you know, what do you do? And so I told them, they're like, oh, we're having a field trip there. Oh, awesome. awesome. Yeah. So like, it's it's cool. Well, thank you for being so giving and, and yeah. for coming on and sharing that And it's a us. perfect Amazing. job for you because it, that's who you are, it's Drew. It's so yeah. great. I that's love awesome. it. I'm so happy for you. Yay. All right. Yay. Happy Halloween, Thanks, everybody. everybody. Talk to you. You don't have a deep enough voice for that. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> I liked that. <laughs>This podcast is brought to you by Nametag Productions, LLC. Entire podcast, unless otherwise stated, written by the hosts. Keyboards, written and performed by my daughter, Julia. The Klopin Effect, a retail podcast. If we have to be all on this together, we might as well make it fun.